You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. You're ready for some Thanksgiving Day football. Yeah, it's a couple of those games about as appealing as the uh, canned cranberry sauce or uh, Brussels sprouts. Ooh, I always hated Brussels sprouts. How is everybody doing? It's a Wednesday edition of the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Bunch to do on this Wednesday final show of the week for me. So uh, before I forget, before we get into everything else, hopefully everyone listening has a wonderful, safe Thanksgiving time for family, some food, a little break, maybe a little football mixed in. So to everyone listening, all the best. Now to those not listening, what do I care about them? Uh, But you know what? Gratitude. That's what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about, right? Gratitude. Showing that you're thankful for things. It's really kind of an undersold emotion nowadays. Everybody's always, uh, you know, worried about what this person's got, what that person's got. Well, the fact that you listen to this show or make an effort to listen to this show means a lot. And when I list the things in my mind that I am grateful for this Thanksgiving, you listening and this show is certainly a big one of them. So hopefully here over the next couple of days... You know, it's not unheard of that uh, over a Thanksgiving Day holiday, you get a little baseball news. You know, it's been slow developing, but maybe DJ LeMahieu back to the Yankees. That would certainly be something to be thankful for, right? And as I was kind of thinking of the show today, you know, we're going to do the Regal Tumble, some uh, some developments there that uh, took a late turn. So we'll get into that in a little bit. We obviously have a moment of inspiration for this Wednesday morning. A couple of really good options for today. But, you know, I was thinking about, you know, gratitude and being grateful. And sometimes, sometimes you have to look a little harder. So I was just thinking in terms of the sports teams, right? If you'd have to say, I think that there's always something to be grateful for, that every day you should show gratitude for things going on in your life. But in terms of a sports life, you know, let's start with the hardest one, right? That would obviously be who? You know who? The New York Jets, right? That's the, haven't won a game. Here we are in Thanksgiving. Now 10 straight years out of the playoffs. But there's even things for them to be grateful. If you're a Jet fan, yes, you've probably wasted your sporting life. And whether or not you ever see a Super Bowl appearance, never mind a Super Bowl title, is very, very up in the air. But you'd have to say, if if it's about gratitude, if it's about being thankful, you know almost certainly you're going to get the number one pick this year. That's still a little bit up in the air, I would grant you, but not all that much. I mean, the Jets, I know that people are now trying to rope the Bengals into the conversation. Well, they could compete against the, uh, against the Jets for that number one overall. No, they couldn't. They've already won two games. If the Jets win one game, that's going to be a lot. That's re- There's two teams competing for that number one pick, and it's the Jets and the Jaguars, and it's a, it's a death battle because I don't know whether or not the Jags are going to be able to overcome that season-opening win. But for the Jets, if you're being grateful – The number one pick is almost certainly going to be yours. Trevor Lawrence is almost certainly going to be available with that number one pick. And then number three, you will have a new head coach. That one, I don't care what anybody tells you. There is no way that the Jets, unless they won on some sort of three-game, four, I even think then, if the Jets won all six games that they have remaining this year, I still think that there would be a good possibility. They should absolutely fire the head coach. I don't think that they're going to go on a six-game winning streak to end the season. Whether or not they win even a single game is very much up in the air. So you will have a new head coach. I don't care how persuasive Adam Gase is. 
I don't care how clueless Christopher Johnson is or Woody Johnson is. Well, you know, Gordon Woody's been out of the mix. He's been, you know, off in England. I'm pretty sure they have the Internet in England. I'm pretty sure they have newspapers in England. I'm pretty sure that people that Woody Johnson comes in contact with, hey, by the way, Woody, did you hear about your football team? They stink. But there are things to be grateful for, even for the Jets. So if you can come up with things to be grateful for, for the Jets, you have to be able to be grateful for for everybody, right? The Mets, you have Steve Cohen now, and he's your owner, and you're going to buy all the free agents. So you're going to have that, right? Now, look, you didn't get ahead of baseball operations. Theo Epstein is not coming on board, at least not yet. Um, And the Tim Tebow publicity stunt to sell some T-shirts, that's still going on. But there's brighter days ahead. After all, remember that, that, that opening press conference, Steve Cohen said, If he didn't win a World Series in the next three to five years, he would be slightly disappointed. So, I mean, that's big, big news. So that's something to be grateful for. The Yankees, I think the Yankees are a good example that it's easy to take things for granted. Right? The opposite of gratitude is just feeling like you're owed something. But the Yankees are right smack dab in the middle of a win now period. And if you were going to put money on anyone in this town to win a title anytime soon, they would have to be the favorites, right? Not, and that has not always been the way. I don't feel like, for a lot of the younger fans, that feels like it's always been the case. Yankees always are. No, that was not always the case. But even the basketball teams, you have the Nets. I know we don't focus on them all that much because we play the hits, but you got Kevin Durant healthy. You got Kyrie Irving, which should probably be a good thing. And you're win now. You're in a win now. I mean, if you don't make the NBA Finals this year as the Nets, then that's a disappointing year. There's no other way to put it. You've got two years here. And anything that happens after that two years, you know, who knows where, where the world's going to be? Who knows where the Nets are going to be? And you would think before too long, the conversation about James Harden, we'll get back to that for the Nets. And even the Knicks. I started with the Jets, but you'd have to put the Knicks number two on that mix, right? And I'm not going to try and tell you that anything right now you can be uh, grateful for. I can't sell you that. But I would say if you, were going, if you were going from a point of view of gratitude, you'd have to say that at least right now the people running the show have a plan that is at least different than the plans that they've tried in the past. And generally the plan in the past has always been the same one. Let's buy this junky car that got into a car wreck We'll slap a coat of paint on it, we'll throw a couple of new tires on it, and we'll sell it on eBay. That has been the plan in the past, right? you got to get that uh, Carfax to know uh, that the car has been damaged in a thousand different ways. Well, that's the way that the Knicks have generally been run in the past. You know what the Knicks have been in the past? They've been catfishing you. That's what they've been doing. They've been presenting one thing when in reality that is not, you know, you, you, you start with one thing and you end up with another Yes, the Knicks have been catfishing you. Yeah, we think we can make the playoffs. We think this team can compete this year. We think free agents are going to be interested in us. Also, the Mecca, the Mecca, the Mecca, the Mecca, the Mecca, the Mecca. They keep throwing that one out there. The Mecca. It's all been BS. So I love what Leon Rose has done so far. And saw that report from Ian Begley of SNY that the Knicks are looking. The thoughts are that they're looking to take on another big contract not for the player involved, but for more draft picks. So this is not the time 
for the Knicks to be making some long-term financial commitment when they're in stage one of a rebuild. So I am all for, you know, it's all well and good. Everybody at one point says, you know what, the Knicks need to rebuild. They need to do it the right way. I'm still on board for doing it the right way. It's not the fast way, but it's the right way. So when the season eventually opens up in, you know, what, a little bit more than a month, you'll be looking to see R.J. Barrett. You'll be looking to see Obi Toppin, who was on the K-Show yesterday, or Mitchell Robinson. And eventually you'll be looking forward to the player you're going to get with this year's number one. And until you show you know what you're doing, nobody is going to have any interest in coming here. So I think I've run down all the teams except for one, and that would be the New York Giants. Three and seven New York Giants. Well, look, if you're going to talk about things to be thankful for, you'd have to say the fact you play in the NFC East, right? Because if you weren't playing in the NFC East, we really wouldn't be having the conversation about the bright days ahead. But the conversation has kind of been about the Giants Should they want to make the playoffs this year, or should they want another top 10 pick? So we'll get into that coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. But we got a couple of calls already this morning, so let's start off with Sal in Brooklyn. Sal, what's going on, my man? Gordon, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Okay, cool. Hey, you know what the Jets are going to do. They're going to break your heart. Before the end of the year, they'll have two wins on the board. Why? Can't figure out how, where, when, and why, but between the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Patriots coming up in a home stretch, they're going to have those two wins, and they're not going to get that number one pick. It's just typical. You nah, can't. I, I think. I think that if it were going to happen, it would have happened by now. The only, I will say this, Sal. I think the only way that happens is if at some point the Jets fire Gase before the season is over and before the number one pick is decided. Right? Like say. They go out this week and they lose 50 to nothing to the Dolphins, right? And Chris Johnson says, you know what? That's, I don't care. I'm firing him right now. And then you go into the final five games. Maybe then that kind of spurs something with the team. But as long as they stay status quo, I, I got to be honest, I don't see a way they win the game. Any game. Yeah, well, uh, and again, you're, you're right on point with the Knicks. Uh, they're not buying the, the old card, trying to buff it out, make it shine, put it in the lot and see who's going to come by to pick it up. Uh, they're doing the right thing by uh, by taking their time, see what they can accumulate. And, and Obi-Wan might be the real. He might be the real deal. So let's well, see what happens with the, with the Knicks. And um, have yourself a great, happy, healthy Thanksgiving, my friend. Thanks, Al. All right. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I, I, and then again, I, I'll tell you, I don't know that the Knicks – they went into it with the right intentions because it does seem like that Leon Rose wanted to kind of, you know, maybe make some moves here and there. They just weren't there for, you know, they, they set a price on, on individual players, what their value they thought was. And the price was way beyond what they thought that they were going to have to spend. You know, Gordon Hayward with four for one twenty or whatever it turned out to be. That's way beyond what the Knicks were wanting to spend on Gordon Hayward. So I credit them for not buying in to this idea that they have to, it has to be now. It ha- they have to do it right away. This is, if you're going to have a honeymoon period running an organization, the first year is it. I mean, again, Leon Rose got here and the whole league shut down. He really hasn't had an opportunity to do anything. Now, a year from now, he can't, if he went out and signed a bunch of free agents this year, and then it turns out to be what you think, right? Not that good. And now he's hamstrung himself for the future. He can't come back and say, you know what? That wasn't the right approach. Now I got to try. That's what the, what, what, kind of what the Giants did, right? 
when, when Gettleman got here, he made a couple of moves to kind of slap it all together and maybe get another playoff appearance with Eli still here. And then we saw how that turned out. It was a disaster. And then he had to kind of go back and say, well, you know, we've got to kind of like build for the future a little bit more. We've got to get a young quarterback in here. So don't waste the time. Use the time properly. And the right approach for the Knicks right now is to do what they've done. Uh, what is it? Uh, Charles and Inwood. Charles, what's going on, man? Gordon, uh, first of all, I'm sorry for my call earlier in the week. I was labeled a fraud. Basically, gratitude for me and being a Knicks fan, Jets fan, Yankee fan, and Patriots fan is phenomenal because... Wait a second, I mean, you said you were a Jets fan and a Patriots fan? fan? Yeah, yeah, because I became a fan of the Patriots no, that's the, right before the game in 2001. No, you can't. Against Charles, the Raiders, yes. No, 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 no. Why? No, you can't, no, you can't root for two well, teams how, how in the same sport, be? Charles. But can, can I just, let me explain myself, please. All right, go ahead. Thank there's you, no Charles. explanation. There's no way you can come up with an explanation. I will let you talk, though. Go ahead. I guarantee I will. Okay, go ahead. So, I love snow. I was born in the winter, January 27, 1983. Mm. So, I rooted for the Patriots against the Raiders because they were playing in the snow, which I decided a few hours before the game. So, gratitude, November 3rd, 1998. I was 15. I was a sophomore at Bergen Catholic High School. Supposed to wrestle. Got hit by a car, woke up that night at about 6.17, full leg cast on my left leg. Uh, compound shin, uh, tib, fib, so shin and fibula fracture in my left leg. Took until next September to recover. Last year, 21 years after that, did my first New York marathon. And uh, let's see, Yankee fan. First game with the Yankees was right, in 95 Charles, with Big Charles, Brother. Charles. I only have an hour, so I, I look, I, I'm glad that you uh, overcame the uh, getting hit by the car part. Uh, but, uh, no, you, I don't know how that came back to you can root for the Jets and the Patriots, two teams in the same division. I root for the Yankees and I root for the Red Sox. It's just what I like to do. Well, then maybe it's time for you to, you know, maybe reevaluate. You got to pick You're one. a fraud. No. You're yeah. a fraud. You got to pick one. I don't care which one you pick. You can pick whatever you want. If you want to be a Jet fan, be a Jet fan. If you want to be a Patriot fan, be a Patriot fan. Be whatever fan. But fan is short for fanatic. You can't be yet. The two teams play each other twice every single year. I'm sorry. You know what? Ray uh, sent me a little text saying, you know what? Maybe uh, shy away from some phone calls this morning. And uh, I didn't listen to him. And look where I am now. And by the way. The Michael K. Show's 20 and 20 contest ends today. So be listening starting at 3 o'clock because that's what time their show is on. It's your last chance to score big, so make sure you are tuned in today. Guys are giving away cold, hard cash. 1000 bucks. Boom! The 20 and 20 contest is brought to you by PC Richard & Son, Kansas City Steak, The Barty Sheen, Premium Cocktails On Demand, and, of course, 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. All right, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, and we will get to the regal tumble in this segment. Big developments there, but I wanted to do uh, the Giants stuff here because Giants obviously face off against the Bengals, and uh, really, uh, it's hard to believe that I'd be looking forward to a game with a three-win team and a two-win team. But after maybe Thanksgiving, uh, that's certainly going to be the case. With the Giants, I, think it, they, I, I do think the Giants are kind of in the driver's seat. Now, they're not fully 
Uh, You know, it's not like they're fully in that driver's seat just yet, but I think that they have a good chance to be in that driver's seat just by taking care of what they can take care of and the fact that I have absolutely no faith in anybody else in the NFC East, right? Like the the Cowboys, a lot of people, it seems like, have more faith in them after pulling off the uh, win against the Vikings. It's too hard. It's hard to have too much faith in them because anytime you do that with Dallas, that's when they let you down. Now, Philly is just the opposite. When you write them off, that's generally when they respond. But I think we've all kind of written them off for a little while now, certainly after Sunday and the, and the loss to the Browns. I mean, right now it feels like you're just kicking a dead body and pointing, hey, this guy's dead, and you're waiting. All right, maybe they're going to pop up. No, they're dead. They, they, they've not responded. So if Philly ever could get Carson Wentz to perform even just as mediocre, just to be like not horrendous every single time out, they would probably be the favorites, but they've not been able to do, I don't know, they can't get the guy to respond with throwing bad interceptions and fumbling the ball and taking sacks and making bizarre decisions and, and everything else. And they just seem like an absolute mess. So I actually have more faith in Philly turning it around, I think, than I do in Dallas maintaining this faith that we've put in them after the Viking win. And then the only other team you have to worry about is Washington. And while it would be an amazing story for for Alex Smith turning it around and having uh, Washington win the division, I don't have a lot of – they're not a very good team. Now, part of that is because I've watched them lose to the Giants twice. That might have something to do with it. But I do think that the Giants are going to have a shot here and it'll probably come down, you'd think, right? Last game of the year. It's the only game they have left against the NFC East. It's against the Cowboys. And, and whether or not they can get that win, you figure they get a win against the, uh, the Bengals this week. But the real question is, should the Giants want to make the playoffs or should Giant fans rather miss the playoffs and get the higher pick? And I think it is, you know, when you talk about that conversation for teams in the NFC East, I think it is different based on which team you are talking about. Making the playoffs in year one, even in the NFCs, just for the Giants, even if it's only with five or six wins, I do think that has more value because you, I think everybody believes the coach is in place. Uh, more and more people are believing now that the quarterback is in place. And you've been so bad the last three years. So for me, missing the playoffs is really, if I, if I were a Giant fan, it's less about getting the high pick and who's making the pick. Like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be that I would say, you know what, I don't want to drop down those 10 spots in the draft. I'd rather drop down the 10 spots, make the playoffs, even if I get hammered in that playoff game against whoever it is. The, the real issue for me about making the playoffs is, the concern I would have is that it certainly seems like that if that does happen, it at least increases, maybe not guarantees, but it certainly increases the odds that Dave Gettleman's back. Right. If you make the playoffs, Gettleman, we talk about Adam Gase trying to create a, you know, an argument, like a scenario for to keep uh, stay as head coach of the Jets. If the Giants were to make the playoffs, Gettleman would be able to at least point to that and say, look, I took I came in, took over a horrible situation. And now we have made the playoffs. You know, it took a little longer than I wanted, but I think that the arrow is pointing up. I don't think that even if they made the playoffs with five, six wins, that giant ownership would, at least they shouldn't, I don't think that they would say, you know what, this isn't enough progress to bring back the GM because their mistake in the past has been being too loyal, right? They, they stuck too long with, with Jerry Reese. 
I think they stood too long with Tom Coughlin, certainly were too loyal to Eli Manning. They waited too long, and I don't think that they should make that mistake again. But really, to me, the, the giant conversation is not about would I rather have the high pick or the playoff spot. To me, it's either do you want to be in the playoffs and have Dave Gettleman back, or do you want to miss the playoffs and have Dave Gettleman gone? All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, we've buried the lead long enough. Let's get to it. It is time for day number 27. Oh, is it day 28? Oh, it's day 28. Excuse me. Day 28 of the Regal Tumble. The quest to find the greatest television show of all time. Now, yesterday, very, very interesting because we had Martin was the... um, the selection. And I, I got to be honest with you, I did not uh, really think that Martin was going to put up much of a fight. Now, Ray Santiago, you told me I was wrong. And I think it was after the show was over, you said, look, I'm going to have a hand. I'm going to put my fingers on the scale a little bit. But you were not able to put your fingers on the scale enough because Martin was eliminated. I'm very disappointed in our listening audience. That's all I can say. Well, look, if you, I, I'm a big believer in it's not always your fault. So if it's not your fault, find somebody to blame. And uh, I think in this, I demand the recount. I demand all all votes to be analyzed. Well, that's all, the beauty I of Twitter. You can watch. Counted. You can watch the votes come in as they come in. There's nothing I can do to uh, put my finger on the scale. I can just simply, you know, run. To, it's not. It's not up to me, right? The selection of the shows was not up to me. How people vote is not up to me. But really, the intrigue yesterday was we've come close a couple of times. I feel like a broken record. But we came very, very close to our first double elimination because Chappelle Show, maybe, you know, a lot of people that like Martin like the Chappelle Show, too. Chappelle Show was tracking at like 14% almost the entire day. And then when I woke up this morning, I said, you know what, let me, uh, let me not just get the coffee. Let me throw out an extra retweet to see if we can help Chappelle Show make it over the finish line. And Chappelle Show did. So they might not be available on Netflix anymore. But Chappelle's show did just barely make it over the finish line. And the, the rule for double elimination, any show that finishes under 15% of the vote, they are automatically eliminated. So Chappelle's show is trending in the wrong direction. Maybe today's the day that they get eliminated altogether. But uh, Chappelle's show does survive. So let's get to day number 28, find out the show for today. But, of course, the three shows that we do know, they, of course, are The Sopranos. Seinfeld, which, I mean, Seinfeld and The Sopranos have kind of been battling it out day in and day out. And yesterday, over a 1,000 votes. So uh, I think The Sopranos did eventually pull out that number one spot again. So they're still battling with Seinfeld for who the uh, number, you know, the overall favorite is. And then finally, of course, as we mentioned, Chappelle Show. So he doesn't, he doesn't want people, I think Netflix has now pulled it down, right? Because he doesn't make any money on the, the replays on the streaming rights of Chappelle's show because of his contract with, uh, with Viacom or Comedy Central. So maybe that hurts Chappelle's show in the long run. I don't know. But there you go. Those are the three shows that we know. So let's find out who it is that joins the fray today. Okay, so that is the Honeymooners theme. And it's, I mean, that really sounds ancient. It is ancient, right? 1950s. Only one real season. 
Now, the reason for that, I think, I was trying to research why they would only have one season because it was a big hit, but apparently Jackie Gleason had a contract with one uh, one TV network, and then he used that as leverage to go to, I guess, CBS and do the Jackie Gleason show, and the Honeymooners still remained as a skit uh, as part of the Jackie Gleason show. But in terms of the Honeymooners episodes that we know, there were only 39 of them. So there was really only one season of The Honeymooners, and people have brought this up. i got to be honest, much like Martin yesterday, I don't think this stands a chance. But I will say, I'm going to make the argument, People, a lot of people voted on it, a lot of people have been asking about it. So uh, it's a, it was a groundbreaking show in that, because I did a little research, I, I did do uh, some homework before the show. It was the first depiction, you know, up until that point in TV, the, the, the normal dynamic was that the dad was always wearing a suit with, you know, it was an upper middle class kind of family thing. The wife was always dressed, you know, in a pretty dress with, uh, you know, necklaces and jewelry, you know, big house. This was the first show where it was like a working class dude in, you know, an apartment, wasn't rich, was, you know, a bus driver and everything else. So we'll see. I don't think that the honeymooners can hang. But you have uh, sometimes proved me wrong, although I have to say I've, I've been pretty good on these things about uh, predicting uh, which show makes it, which show doesn't. So I would simply say it is up to you. It's up to the voting public. And you can uh, follow and vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I am putting it up as we speak. That's why I sound like this. And it is now up. It is now running, and you can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. All right, coming up, one 919 espn one 3776 is the phone number. We will get to, of course, today is Wednesday, so that means it is time for headlines. We'll have a moment of inspiration, a couple of good options today, so we'll run those down as well. Well, I'll start off by saying this. Do not blame that game on the defense, okay? I don't care who you play, whether it's a high school team, a junior college team, a college team, much less an NFL team. When you turn the ball over five times, Four interceptions, one for a touchdown, three others in field position to set up touchdowns. You ain't going to beat anybody I just talked about. Anybody. All right? And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. All right, so there you go. It is Everybody knows who that is, right? That is Jim Mora, former coach of the, uh, the Colts there. Also was the coach of the, uh, the Saints, where I think that one, that rant is more memorable, is more quoted. But his rant when he was with the Saints about we couldn't do diddly-poo, to me that one was always uh, funnier. But today is the anniversary. That was 2001, so 19 years ago. Jim Mora went on his uh, playoffs rant. So our moment of inspiration for this uh, Wednesday. And actually, we had a couple of good... Uh, today's the anniversary of uh, the No Moss, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. Also, this is the anniversary of the first broadcast with uh, Pat Summerall and John Madden, 1979. So I uh, had some options there, but we went with the... Uh, Probably the more famous one, the playoffs rant by uh, Jim Moore. All right, so it is Wednesday. It is the Gordon Damer Show, and you know what that means. It is time for headlines. Apparently not everyone's aware that it's time for headlines. Let's do it again. It's time for headlines. There we go. 
today's headlines. Extra, extra. Still working out the kinks, still getting the gremlins out of the new equipment there. All right, let's uh, start it off. Uh, officials warn salty drivers, do not let, your, let moose lick your car. This story comes to us from uh, Canada. Apparently, moose loves salt. Who doesn't, right? Salt's delicious. So what happens is they usually get the the, um, the salt from the, the waters, right? The, the lakes, the ponds, whatever. Uh, but they've, they've, the moose have now, uh, I guess, uh, learned that the cars driving through all the, the sandy, the salty roads, they can just lick the car. So people there are being advised to not allow that to happen. The officials are actually telling them, if you see the moose coming at you, you know, get out of there. So they're, they're, the officials are actually advising people to speed up on snowy roads, basically, so the moose, the meese, don't get high blood pressure. I don't know. That doesn't seem like a... a have you ever been up close to a moose? I mean, they're, 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 they're a moose. They're huge. I don't think that that's a very good plan. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. I love this headline from the New York Post. I really don't have to add anything to it. The headline is just, the Jets haven't totally given up. That's all. That's all you need to know. They haven't totally given up. They've given up, but not totally. They still try a little bit here and there. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. Johnny Rotten gets flea bites on groin after keeping squirrels in home. Wow, I don't... Look, when the things happen to us on a regular basis, like, who hasn't been in this situation, right? You keep some squirrels in your home, and uh, the fleas on the squirrels bite your groin. I mean, it's a story as old as man. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. There's now a dating app just for bald people. Are the women also bald? I would think that that would uh, not going to be a very successful app. I mean, I know we're kind of all open for all these type of things now, but bald women, that's a tough... I mean, you have to really have a very specific look to be able to pull that off. So I don't know if the bald woman is going to go that far. Moving on. Extra, extra. Scientists splice human genes into monkey brains to make them bigger, smarter. Who the hell needs smarter monkeys? That is, especially this year, that is not the way to go. Don't be doing anything with monkeys' brains and human brains and everything else, weirdos. All right, this time for this week in Florida, man. We ready? Florida man arrested after throwing cookie at his girlfriend. Extra, extra. Florida man wrestles alligator to save his dog. Extra, extra. Every story has an alligator, and it's always an alligator. Florida man orders lift after breaking into cars. You gotta have a getaway car. You don't want to take one of the ones that you just broke into. Think and use your brain. Florida woman reports decapitated body turns out to be a barnacle-covered mannequin. Extra, extra. It's Florida. She probably was doing the right thing. Probably, you know, there's a good chance, certainly there, that there's a good chance that it is a decapitated body. Florida woman arrested after child calls vodka mommy's drink during traffic stop. Extra, extra. Timmy, snitches. You know what happens to snitches, Tommy? They get stitches. Uh, and then fly, finally, Florida man punches girlfriend, runs from the cop, gets hit by train. Extra, there extra. you go. That's going to do it for headlines for today. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Can, can, can you run one back for me? Sure. The, Which the one, one was it? The one about the, the, before the Florida stories, they put the human DNA in, in yeah, the Yeah, uh, scientists splice human genes into monkey brains to make them bigger, smarter. Yeah, okay. Somebody is, a big I mean, we the don't, ape guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we need bigger, 
smarter, certainly not smarter apes. I mean, I've seen every iteration of Planet of the Apes. I know where this goes. Uh, it's not, and it's nowhere good. No, I mean, how many different ty- ty- how many different versions of Planet of the Apes were there? Did any of them turn out good for humans? I don't think so. And I don't think we we certainly don't need smarter monkeys. I mean. I think that we're, we're kind of getting closer to the monkeys all on our own with some of the people that you find walking the streets these days. So, yeah, that seems like a bad idea. All right. Good idea. Coming up, we'll get into the Yankees a little bit. Aaron Boone having some comments about Gary Sanchez. So we'll uh, hear from uh, the Yankee manager. And maybe the Yankees might actually do something here before the offseason gets too long. And we'll get your calls involved. Even after the fiasco earlier in the show of taking calls. We'll, we'll try it again. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. We'll update the Regal Tumble stat. Everything. <laughs> Video chatting with the family this holiday season. Well, we've got the perfect guest for everyone's virtual gathering. It's New York Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. It's 98.7 ESPN Sam and the Fam sweepstakes. Here's how you win. Send us a brief message telling us why Sam should hang with your family for a 30-minute virtual huddle. Send that message to us on the old interwebs at 98.7 ESPN at gmail.com. That's 987 ESPN at gmail.com. At least we're not putting the WWW in there. Speaking about the monkeys and the people getting closer. Uh, winners will get uh, each a one-of-a-kind experience with friends and family to have a virtual hangout with Sam Darnold. It's all from your home for the hookup and your home for the hangout. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. All right, in case you're just joining us on this Wednesday, hopefully, uh, I wish to everybody before, Everybody the sound of my, can hear the sound of my voice. A very happy and a healthy Thanksgiving. And if you can't hear my voice, well, then what do I care about you? If you're not listening to the show, I don't care. Those are the only people I care about, the people listening to the show. But today is day 28 of the Regal Tumble. It is up. It is running. And you'd have to say, at least in the early going, this is very early on, too close to call. Can't, can't really say, obviously, Seinfeld and the Sopranos. Seems safe, but right now everybody's kind of jumbled up. It's very, very early. And today's entry is, of course, the Honeymooners. So a lot of people, I, I'm kind of surprised for a show that was in the 1950s. I know it's on all the time and it's constantly running on repeat, very, very quotable, very rewatchable. But I'm surprised that so many people brought it up. But at least so far, the Honeymooners, you'd have to say it's kind of hanging tough. Now it's very early again, but. At least in the some of these shows, you know right away they are DOA, dead on arrival, right? This is us, billions. What was the other one? The Real Housewives. They were DOA right off the bat. Honeymooners showing more fight than all those three combined. So we'll see how it turns out. One eight hundred nine one nine, ESPN is the phone number. Um, we did have that sound. I want to play that sound of uh, Aaron Boone. Do you have that sound talking about Gary Sanchez? And it certainly seems like from these comments that Gary Sanchez is going to be returning. So here's Aaron Boone talking about the Yankees catcher of the past and maybe of the future. Well, I would say it's a really hard game. And like I said, with Glaber being a young player, Gary came up at a very demanding position, the most demanding position on the field. And especially when you're the level of talent that he is offensively and you carry a load that he does offensively, there's inevitably going to be some growing pains that go along with becoming a major league catcher. And I think he's been unfairly criticized a lot. Um, I think at times it's over the top and people are blinded by some of the things that he's done really well. You know, this year was certainly a challenging year for him and, and a struggle for him in a lot of ways, but that's okay. I mean, that's, that's part of the game. You know, sometimes you have a tough season 
and and this this season was tough for so many people across the league for different reasons but we understand that gary is a major talent and while he struggled in certain areas he's also made amazing strides in certain areas and again like with all our players it's important that we continue to come alongside and hopefully continue to develop him to be the player that so many of us believe he can be that might be remember uh what was it billy madison that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard said. That might be the dumbest thing that Aaron Boone has ever, That made absolutely no sense. And God have mercy on your soul. I mean, what is he talking about? Gary made strides in areas. What areas? Where are these areas? Because I watched the, the, a good majority of the games, especially in the playoffs, where Gary Sanchez didn't play at all. Now, I don't think that Aaron Boone has the final say or even a majority of the say on that. But Gary Sanchez didn't play. Why was that? Because he was off busy making strides? Was he walking the earth? I mean, what the hell are you talking about? You didn't play him in the playoffs. That is the most nonsensical, just garbage words ever filled up. I can't even come up with the words. I can't come up with garbage words that match those garbage words. And I'm someone who actually can see the value of not just giving up on Gary Sanchez, just not cutting him, because I do feel like that there is untapped potential there that clearly is not being tapped right now. And I thought that one of the reasons why you brought in Aaron Boone was because he was going to have this amazing relationship with these guys and he was going to be able to tap into these things, especially with Gary Sanchez. And he has been a disaster. Two of the three years that Aaron Boone has been here, he has been a disaster. So I don't know, where, where are these strides that he's making? It's certainly not in catching. What, pitch framing? He, he's the most unbelievable pitch framer in the history of pitch framing. He hit 147 and slugged 365. He struck out 64 times in 156 at-bats. What in the hell are you talking about? I don't have a hot, you know, when Aaron Boone speaks sometimes, I don't really listen because I don't really feel like it has value. Even for him, that compilation of words put together in that word salad was uh, the most disgusting salad ever, even if you added more kale to it. All right, let's get a couple more calls in here. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Ray is in Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? All right, Ray's gone. All right, we'll go to Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> it's not really to be called Billy Madison. <laughs> I mean, is that the uh, most... Not, what the hell is he talking hey, about? You didn't even I play was, him. Yeah, I, I was listening to the whole... Man, I was like, what is he talking about? Strides, where? We all know he's bad at defense. Like, everyone knows that. Like, he's not going to get any better. His only opportunity to stay in the majors is to actually be good in offense. But look, listen... Uh, I know you've been against this because uh, I know I said that because of the Garrett uh, uh, Gilbert was playing, but, you know, that's that's past. Now is, um, you know, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton playing a quarterback for the Cowboys. Oh Listen, I, I believe the Cowboys can go 8-8 eight and eight, or depending on how bad the Ravens get beat up tomorrow against the Steelers, the Cowboys might have a chance to actually beat them next week. That, that not. You know, don't think I'm crazy because, look, who are they playing? The Bengals? Joe Burrow's out. That's an automatic win. The right. 49ers are playing bad. And then the the last three games is the NFC East, man. If they beat the, 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 
to be Washington, the Washington football team right now, tomorrow they they might end up going eight and eight or nine and seven. Well, they're not. Gonna I mean, you don't think I'm. No, I think that you're crazy because you're crazy. They're not going to go on it. And there's just as likely a possibility that they lose tomorrow. Like, are you going to put your money down? And thank God I live in Jersey. I just have to say that right now. I love New Jersey. uh, And at least a good portion of that is because I can bet on these games and actually make them somewhat uh, worthwhile. But watching Washington and Dallas and then Detroit and the Tex I mean, those two games together. I mean, I guess it's the Texans and, and Detroit first, but. Oh, my God, what snooze fest. But, no, the Cowboys are not going to go 9-7. and seven. The Cowboys' schedule is Washington tomorrow, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Niners, the, the, uh, the Giants, and uh, the Eagles. So, look, could they, could they win any of those games? Yeah, technically they could win any of those games. They're not going to win all of those games. They're not all of a sudden – they didn't all of a sudden find themselves and now are going to go on some deep playoff run. The Cowboys – are the exact opposite of the Eagles. The Eagles, when you write them off and leave them for dead, that's generally when they respond. Not so much this year, but the Cowboys are the opposite. When you start to have faith in them, that's when they let you down. And I, I look, I could see them going out and beating Washington tomorrow, and then everybody's going to be on the Cowboys bandwagon, and then they'll go get hammered by the Ravens and lose to the Bengals. I mean, the Cowboys, it's not exactly like, you know, don't get carried away thinking that they'll all of a sudden that they're they're you know they've found themselves and uh they're gonna all of a sudden now win nine i mean that's just they're three and seven you think that they're gonna win every single game this is a team that should have lost to atlanta uh were lucky to beat the giants lost to arizona already lost to washington once and got blown out in that game and they lost the Eagles, something that is very, very difficult to do. So I'm not going to get carried away with the uh, the Cowboys just yet. Uh, Spike in Jersey. Spike, go, my man. Good morning, my friend. First of all, uh, wonderful Thanksgiving. Echo your thoughts. You, Ray, everybody involved in every show, uh, you guys bring a lot of entertainment, uh, You, all you people, guys and ladies, to all of us during this miserable effing year. I can't wait for it to be over. But uh, on the brighter side, you have a great sense of humor. I hope you get more time. And may the Dolphins win their games and may the Cowboys win their games. So I see two guys smiling. Listen, I looked at the NFC standings. If you click on it real fast, doesn't it look like a bingo card? I mean, at all threes, it's just bizarre what happens. But enjoy the football tomorrow. Enjoy your family. Are you having people over? Are you doing No, we don't. Job? I don't see any. I am, uh, and Spike, we're running out of time, so I'll say thank you for the call. I'm uh, slowly morphing into uh, a combination of uh, Howard Hughes and uh, the dude from Big Lebowski, except I have the personality of Howard Hughes and the money of the dude. So I've actually gone the wrong way there. Uh, so, no, we're not having anybody over. We're not seeing anybody. We're just doing what we do. So, uh, but, um, yeah, what do you think was worse, Ray? Do you think the caller that rooted for the, uh, the Jets and Pats, or do you think Aaron Boone's comments on Gary Sanchez? Which was more nonsensical today? I'm going to go with the caller on the Jets and Pats, although I just had somebody call in and say that that was a great call and you should have let him go. All right. Well, like literally, literally, he's like that. We missed radio gold by not letting it continue. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that we were, I think that would have been fool's gold. Uh, All right, so that's going to do it for the show today. Please vote Regal Tumble. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. We will be back Monday starting at 5 o'clock. Have a great, safe, and fun Thanksgiving, and enjoy what football you can enjoy. We'll see you Monday. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.